Success is what happens when 10,000 hours of preparation meet with one moment of opportunity. The only photographer you should compare yourself to is the one you used to be. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode 187 for the middle of July, 2023. And here we are today. <laughs> the dog days of summer. Here the dog come. days of summer. Yes. We're, we're, and, and as full disclosure goes, we're recording this a little bit early uh, in, the, in the month just because of our scheduling. So, yep. But it still is the dog days of summer. I'm sitting here sweating. Uh, I can't have air conditioning in this room while I'm recording because you would hear it, number one. And uh, we're recording a bit late in the day uh, than we normally record because we had a, quite a violent thunderstorm blow through here. Uh, hail, pea-sized hail and uh, torrential rain. It was quite quite the fireworks display. Oh, maybe it will put a damper on all those fires you have. <laughs> Well, the fires are further north. I don't further think they right. got they well, it settled down here. Now it's mostly in the east, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the fire danger's gone down quite a bit, I believe, in Alberta. British Columbia further west is having their grief right now too. So Yeah. Not one thing, it's another. Yeah, we had a second day of that uh a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half ago or something like that, where the, the air quality got bad again. Not as bad as the that evil Wednesday when when things looked like Los Angeles from Blade Runner. (laughs) But uh, actually, it it was um, recording a couple days after July 4th. And so during July 4th and the fireworks, we had a lot of local fireworks going off and there was so much of it and there was no air moving that it was a total like cloud of fireworks smoke smoke everywhere. And you couldn't see the fireworks. Um, uh, And uh, we were up on our... Uh, we were up on our roof. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did I just do? Uh, we were, and I was photographing out there and I, and, uh, I was like, oh, don't worry. I'll just use dehaze and in Photoshop or Lightroom yeah. to get rid of the things. But yeah, it was the, I think the smoke got as bad on, uh, on, on July 4th as well, but it's just All been, the kids in your neighborhood still have fingers. Um, Good question. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so bad. Our neighborhood gets, can get really bad with them, um, which makes great photography. It, yeah. You know, I, it's fine. But, we you know, that we have this road right next to us called Ocean Parkway. Mm-hmm. And they're getting out in the middle of the road and setting up the fireworks. Like in in the suicide lane or whatever we call that lane yeah. in, the, in the middle, they're setting up, you know, mortars and firing off, you know, things and it makes for nice photographs i've got some nice pictures of these of these fireworks right in the middle People of ocean park lives yeah but uh one day and then i finally a cop actually drove by this is the first time i've seen a cop come by and actually stop there and they stopped doing it but uh it wasn't as bad this year as it was bad i don't mean well it depends on how you deal think about fireworks uh, but there were previous years where they were going on like all night long and they were like hundreds of them. And like one was right next to our building going off at my window level uh, and explosions and making my cats crazy and making me crazy too a little bit, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. And, and uh, so I got some, actually I got some good photographs from it. I mean, I like photographing fireworks because you know, it's, it's, it's like a one-off kind of thing. It's like a test yeah. of your photography skill. I mean, yeah. like your like your skill of your camera. Uh, yeah. I, I actually will praise, you know, I will praise the Fuji camera. I was using the X-H2 because it was very, very easy to take pictures with it. Um, doing the, doing, a, you know, setting up in manual and then using, uh, tapping the screen to trigger it. I was oh, doing, okay. yeah, which meant that I didn't, really like jostle the camera too much um because i was setting it up on you didn't a, have um, to jab it was just a nice a nice a very press. slight touch on it you know and and i, I, I eventually i turned off the self-timer because it would do self-timer okay yeah, yeah. Like a uh, actually on that camera self-timer is interesting because if you have self-timer set up with um continuous drive mode it will take you know three or four shots 
um, when oh, you cute. when you hit the self timer, which actually is with fireworks is great because you know if doing these long exposures, and a firework goes off, you can get you know a two second, two second, two second, and you can get like a whole um, sequence of of fireworks. Right. But I realized cool. I'm just going to eat up, you know, at 40 megapixel shots, it's going to eat up stuff. But <laughs> so I just went, I reversed and I went back to just um, single shots just by tapping the screen. And I was like, I was looking at the shots and they were, they were, there was no camera movement. So um, cool. thumbs up for that kind of thing. Nice. So I got a lot of praise from them. And I'm like, you know, part of me would say fireworks is the, is, I'm going to say the easiest thing to do, but it's like, it's not rocket science. It's just, you know. Once you know how to, you know, three seconds or six seconds, yeah. you know, F8 or something like that, and you just sit the, sit it at infinity, it's right. the easiest thing. It's the hardest thing is figuring out where the fireworks are going to go off, you know? Right. So you, the, you're talking about the feedback you're getting. So you post it on social media. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. Your yeah. local Brooklyn yeah. bulletin board. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know, and I'm right. not really busting chops about it too much. It's just, you know, I'm being, I'm being a snob. <laughs> Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being a little snobby here about that, but uh, but you know, a friend of mine said, you know, this is what happens when you have a professional photographer who knows what they're doing and has good equipment. And you know, I, I guess I want to take that in. I mean, I was like, yes, it's a lot of knowledge in in doing that, and the cameras are making it easier to to do, to do than ever know. before. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm sure even some modern cameras have fireworks modes. I don't know, I haven't looked at them, but. You have a fireworks mode now. You can just set it up and and then we'll do it and just point it where the where the fireworks are going to go off. So uh, one I thing I wanted those. To, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna I was gonna say though, uh, as sort of a lesson. I think what was interesting is that when I photograph fireworks, I make sure that I try to keep buildings or things in there for scale. Right. I think that becomes a more interesting image than just the firework itself. I mean, I'll do shots of just the firework, right? Which is kind of right, fun, pattern. but there's nothing nothing interesting about that. But when you have like I had these, I think I have some nice shots of, I do have some nice shots of uh, some water towers and people were firing fireworks off behind it. Mm -hmm. And so the silhouette of the water tower and the fireworks and you get the sense of scale. And right. I think that becomes a more interesting picture. Tip, pro tip for anybody who's uh, who doesn't know that, you know, try to put something in there. But anyway, sorry, what were you going to say? No, it was two things. One was, I remember a few years ago, um, the kind of the lower end Nikon SLRs, they had a, uh, a mode like a tutorial mode where you pick oh fireworks and then there's a little script that's on the back that tells you what to do to shoot your fireworks that's very cute i really like that that's one way to learn photography on the field i think and the other thing is um we have a uh, fireworks competition here every year called global fest and it's around a lake so photographers love to set up there and have these and they represent the, the competitors are represent individual countries Really? So they'll have these beautiful symmetrical fireworks and then you get the reflection of the lake. They're amazing. Oh, wow. That Some of those nice. images. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a quite a, quite a cadre of, of, uh, fireworks photographers in this town. I tell you what, yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> I actually, while I was, well, we were, that's really, that is a cool thing. And I think, um, there's probably people who do this and can make fireworks look really, really good and interesting. Um, probably more so than I can. I'm just pointing at whatever. But uh, I, while I was, while we were upstairs watching the fireworks, I could see someone was flying a drone uh, mm. in the middle of this stuff, which you're not supposed to fly a drone in the city. Um, no, but, but I know, have seen videos of them flying through, through like the fireworks. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and as a still picture, it probably wouldn't be so interesting because you would just, you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell that it's from a drone. But when you see the video, of a drone flying through fireworks and hopefully not getting blown up by one or something. But, uh, that's, that's a very interesting use of it. I was, I was that's your B roll drone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It would be such an, I remember when, when drones first came out and someone flew them through fireworks and was like, Whoa, oh, that's great. <laughs> I think that's that, what I'm remembering is that like that first time it came with, on like, TV and I'm like, Oh, Oh, now, now there's a different yeah. potential. <laughs> now I'm like, man, yeah, people are going to be going bananas yeah. doing this from now on. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, we're putting this show together on short notice. So I didn't really have a lot of time to figure things out. So we'll just wing it. One I'm winging it. It's fine. I, uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I, I, anybody who's listening to the show, if you want us to talk about a photographer, could you please call us on our, um, what was, what is our line called? <laughs> what it was called? The, uh, 
uh, oh my god, something I forgot pipe, speak pipe. No. Speak pipe, yes. And uh, and I realized last time when I was giving our our um, our closeout on it, I gave the wrong address. So, but I'll I'll put it up at the end of the show so that you guys will have to listen to the end of the show so you know it. But I would like you know if there's a photographer that you would like us to talk about, I kind of want you guys to like sort of chime in and say like, you know, Ward and I here are trying to figure out um who we should you know there are photographers I want to talk to so I have um interviews and that it's always a little harder to do that but both of us have like a, a wealth of knowledge and books and stuff like that. And so, or if there's a photographer that like we don't know and we want us to explore, please leave us, you know, um, uh, drop us a line uh, and let us know who you'd like us to talk about on the show. Cause I'm I've loved to been, I want to find new photographers and I'm hoping that you guys, the audience would say, Oh, well talk about so-and-so. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of him. You know, I loved, I love that Compare sense and of discovery. Yeah, I love, I mean, as much as you like to talk about photography, you like to talk about photographers. Yeah. Yeah. Why do they do what they do and how, what they do is so different from other photographers we appreciate in ourselves. Like what's their motivation? Exactly. Everyone's so different in the creative arts, man. It's, yeah. we all have different motivations. It's interesting. So yeah, all those there's all those ears out there and people who are aware of photographers that we may not know about. So um, please send send them our way. I just wanted to put that in right now because um, I what I did was I pulled out a bunch of books that I've purchased more recently or that were given to me, and I thought we'd just sort of like go over them a little bit. Uh, I know you don't have them in front of you, Ward, so I don't know what you can you may not be able to say anything about it, but. Uh, my neighbor just gave me a little book um, on Bresson. Uh, uh, it was like a little, uh, what is it from? It looks like, it, what, what did you call them before when I'm showing it to you? Oh, the Master a, Series from Aperture. Yeah, it's like a little Master Series book. It's, it's a handheld, it's a handheld book. <laughs> it's you hate late. it when I'm they're sorry. not handheld from the olden days. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, the giant ones foot, that came on the, the truck, they were the worst. with my feet, yeah. You know, it's a it's a little book on Brisson, and it's got um, uh, lots of text. I don't know if it's a biography. It's just talking about a lot of his stuff. And um, he found it in one of those little uh, loner libraries that we have scattered through the neighborhood. The little draw, leave a book, take a book kind of thing. The little yeah. little libraries. So I, I don't think I'm going to give this one back. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, lending library. I'll have to I'll have to find another book. But it got me thinking about all the other stuff that I've gotten recently, and I wanted to sort of um, share that with you. Uh, well, we got this one book. We're going to try to talk to this photographer. We haven't we haven't set it up yet. Um, the uh, what is this? The um, you can focus on it here. Giloy Concepcion. Yeah, Giloy Concepcion. A book. The things you wanted to say but never did. It was a photographic journal. I think we talked about this already a little bit. Uh, a book to process your feelings. And uh, I haven't read through it yet. There's a lot of prompts in it. Um, but, you know, it's got all the, the pages that are um, open there for you to write stuff into. It's not necessarily for you to put photographs in. There's already his photographs are in there. And you got a copy of this too. Right? Yeah, I did. I do. It's uh, you have a copy it's, of this. Yeah, beside my, uh, my living room chair. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to get, if I hope we can get him on. Um, because I would like to talk about the motivation behind the pictures because it's a, it's a, the book is not just about, I mean, it's not, it's a photography book, yeah. but it's a journal, you know? It's and, also quite what I've looked of, uh, looked or seen in it. It's very heartfelt and earnest, um, you know, exploration of your feelings and your creativity it's there's there's not really anything like it out there. I don't think. Yeah, the other thing that's interesting about it, like the cover is a photograph of a person, but the person is cut out, so it's a white it's a white silhouette of somebody, and so that that pops up a lot in the book where there's some pictures of people, and they're cut out, so they're not identifiable. And then there's um, uh, there's a um, a prompt or or something written in the space where they occupied. But um, I thought I had lost this and. <laughs> I ripped up my apartment. That up. was a weird afternoon. That one. That was a very strange you. afternoon because I I thought I I put it someplace. I actually brought it with me to read, and then 
took it out of my bag and I thought I just put it on my, my coffee table or something like that. And I looked and I couldn't find it. And then I started going over and I ripped the apartment apart and I could not find it. And then I thought wrongly that I had left it in one of my classes and that a student might have picked it up. I, I can hand books out for them to look at, you know, and, and sometimes I'm not paying attention, like, you know, for them to get them, hand them back and thought maybe it just went with a student or something like that. Wrong. Right. And it's, <laughs> I, I ended up saying, well, maybe I should just check my bookshelf. And I was like, why, why would I, why would I put my book in the bookshelf? And guess what? It was sitting right there. So I'm glad because yeah, I, I would have said saying, don't ascribe malice to something that can be explained by, uh, by ineptitude or whatever. <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, so I, we have, um, the author's email address and, uh, reach out to them and we'd like to talk to, talk to them about this book. It'd be really interesting discussion because i think it's a very it's just out right it's just came it's out. just came out yeah uh i think it just came out in june so mm -hmm. we had gotten advanced copies of it and uh, uh but we just haven't been able to contact the, the author yet uh but i'll be more diligent on that that's he's someone i want to get i also bought where is this one this is this is an interesting one i got this um i got this one called photo no-nos right I got this at the uh, at the APAD show. Remember when I went to the APAD yeah. show? Uh, I, this was from Aperture. I ended up subscribing to the Aperture magazine because um, they were there and they were having a little bit of a discount and they had a bunch of books there, which was really hard to like pick out just a couple of, I mean, I couldn't walk out of there yeah, without With buying some load. books. <laughs> yeah. So I had to pick out a couple of things and I thought this one was interesting. Uh, photo no-nos meditations on what not to photograph. Um, and it's got a lot of different photographers, people who I don't know. This is another one where I might be learning some new people here, but photographers of, uh, photographers often have unwritten lists of subjects. They tell themselves not to photograph things that are cliche, exploitive, uh, derivative, sometimes even arbitrary, uh, at, uh, it turns humorous and absurd, heartfelt and searching. This volume features ideas, stories, and anecdotes from photographers and photography professionals around the world. Uh, and so it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing in a way because there, there's like the, it's a it's done in a dictionary form. So that's the first thing. The first, <laughs> the first six things are abandoned buildings, abandoned farms, abandoned houses, abandoned shopping carts, abandoned umbrellas, above-ground pools, absent fathers. Absolute certainty. And then the photographer writes, there's actually quite a thing. Absolute nothingness, abstraction, accidents, ace in the hole, actors, uh, ad nauseum, advertising. Anyway, the list goes on. Yeah, I haven't read this It's alphabetic. <laughs> yeah. Old, here, obs obsessive reframing of the picture, the obvious, oil stains on concrete, old bathrooms, old cigarette butts, <laughs> old couches. So I think what they did was they surveyed a bunch of like a lot of photographers and they ended up um, um, having them write some essays on the things that they, you know, would want to not uh, take pictures of. Of course, you know, they're talking about pictures of things that they've taken. So it's not like a list of like, don't do this. And I don't yeah. think it's to be taken literally because if I looked at all this stuff, I'm like, yeah, no, I've I've taken pictures of those things, you know. Right. Um, well, it's cool because it puts you it kind of uh, wakes you up a little bit because. I think about that all the time. Oh, this, this you know, a, a homeless person, an unhoused person. You know, I, I'm not going to exploit them by taking a picture of their plight. You know, I'll move, I'll move on from that. Like, and that happens all the time. Oh, I already have a picture of this building. Oh, I already have. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg off this particular subject matter. It's not what I'm out here to shoot today. So yeah, well, it's good. It puts you in that, puts you in that zone, and gives you, gets you to lighten up a little bit. I think. Yeah. Do you have Do you have any no nos that you like? Um, are, are sort of. Yeah. I well, they're they're just because I've worn them out. Um, you know. Oh, you've done so many times. Of, you know yeah. where buildings come together, or, um, uh, as I said, that the homeless uh, people or mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I don't shoot on transit. I don't shoot on private property. Um, those are more illegal, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, defenses. Uh, my son likes to take pictures of garbage and stuff, you know, on the street, sort of a comment. I'm, I won't do that. 
because mm. it's already covered, frankly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's already got it, and he's got some of my DNA, so I know someone's looking after someone's that. Someone's already it, yeah. I yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the walk around, I suppose we could have a running conversation when we're going on a, on a walk about decisions I'm, I'm making not to do something or not to photograph something. Yeah. It's good because it narrows your, uh, you know, constraints are always good. It helps foster creativity. As long yeah, as you're not I obsessed. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I hear that and I can think that you can take it too seriously. And, uh, you know, I, I often tell students, though, like I say, you're better off if, if you have any kind of doubt, I say take the picture. Take and the picture. I mean, you, can, you can always throw it out later. Or you can always ignore it or, you know, whatever. But you can't come back to it. It's like, you know, if you walk down the street and you're looking at something and say, oh, that might make a good picture. And you keep walking. It's like if you have that thought in your head, take the picture. Yeah. Just take or take a few pictures or whatever. It's not going to cost you anything. You're not going to go, probably not going to go to jail. <laughs> so, you know, um, but, you know, I'd rather like not miss something. But, you know. I think in, in photo no-nos for me, like I, I haven't really thought about like the things that I'm, I'm definitely not a, you know, I, I've said, I don't photograph um, unhoused people, although I've done it a couple of times when the picture I thought made some kind of statement, you know? And so there's always, I think there's always, um, the rules quote unquote, uh, can be bent or, or, you know, so maybe, photo maybes right or you know photos no but sometimes depending right yeah you know uh so anyway i i I, this is one of these books i don't know if i sit there and read the whole thing through it probably just drive me crazy but maybe like pick up and read like you know the a's once and and see how this see what the um see what the photographers talk about big hugs big wigs billboards bingo parlors birds (laughs) they're they're now, by birds, hold... they don't mean art pictures of eagles, you know, taking the fish out of the ocean. This is like, oh, there's a sparrow on the sparrows, <laughs> and it's eighty feet away, and you've got your thirty-five on, and it's like, well, wh- I've been taking pictures of sparrows at, at at the coffee shop because they've been coming over to me. Now they're thinking. Now they know they're going to get food for me, and so I try to set on up the my East camera. Coast man, the, the sparrows are so aggressive, like. I mean, even in, when you're in Disney, like in Disney World, I remember they're like on your on top of your feet, waiting for crumbs to fall off you while you're having your corn dog or whatever. <laughs> There's <Get out. laughs> what do we got? We have a murder of crows, right? Flock of pigeons. Yeah. When I saw a group of sparrows together, I had to call them a gang. Uh, one time, I saw them going after a um, cicada, and oh. and and I was coming home. And I heard this weird screaming. I couldn't, like, I could not figure out what the sound was. Yeah. And I saw a sparrow going after a cicada. The cicada was screaming or doing some kind of sound that was, like, out of this world. And the sparrows were after it. And they were just, they just, like, murdered that thing. And and it didn't go quietly. And I was like, you know what? Sparrows are a gang, you know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) A gang of sparrows. But yes, I, I photograph them at the coffee shop because they come come now and they land on the table, expecting some bit of my blueberry scone. So of course I give it to them because I'm a I'm an old guy who feeds the birds now. Yeah. <laughs> but I get some nice shots because I'll do the I'll set up the uh, remote um, on my Fuji and I'll photograph them uh, so that I'm not close to the camera. I don't reach over the camera; they'll get close to the camera, and then I'll just do a remote shot. So anyhow, uh, during that same a pad trip uh and i went i picked up a book by alex and rebecca webb it's called on street photography and the poetic image now is this a neighborhood book for you uh what do you mean neighborhood book well i know that they that uh you know you you almost cross paths at the at the uh mermaid um What's it called? The Mermaid Parade? Mermaid Parade, yeah. Yeah. No, he used to and, be in, and he, used it, to live and in he Brooklyn, took yeah. pictures of some of the same locales you have. Yeah. In or, your neighborhood. or maybe and and vice versa. I've I've taken pictures. No, this looks like a, a book. Again, it's it's one of these like one topic per page kind of things. Oh okay. Why is my camera not focusing. Oh, there's your there's that picture. The, yeah, I know that. Oh, one. right. We this talked picture, about yeah. that one. This weird we talked about that one. We talked about this one on, on 
Yes, it's sorry. We're we're talking about a picture, you guys, and you're not seeing it. Uh, when we were talking about Alex Webb, there was a photograph of. How do we say this? How do we describe it? I don't want to get too much into it. two boys playing, but it's a very very odd perspective. It looks like the child on the left is like coming through a hole in the wall, and the kid on the right is like glued to the wall. It's like it just takes your your it's a eye. Force all perspective this trick, yeah. It is a force perspective trick, yeah. Anyway. This has got like one topic per page. Uh, let's see, like lost and loss, uh, and it's either written by um, uh, Alex or Rebecca. Serendipity, uh, mistakes as roadmaps. That's an interesting picture too. In this, with this horse on the ground, yeah, I'm, show, I'm showing it to you like you're going to see it. And I'm sorry, you guys listening to me. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? Uh, this I haven't started reading yet, um, but it was one of the books I had to walk out with. Uh, is, is, sorry, it's, it's a part of a series of books from Aperture Foundation. In this series, uh, Aperture Foundation works with the world's top photographers to distill their creative approaches, teachings, and insights in photography. Uh, in this book, internationally acclaimed color photographer Alex Webb and Rebecca Norris Webb offer their expert insight into street photography and the poetic image through words and photographs their own and others. They invite the reader into the heart of their artistic process. This is, yeah. So I, I got that. I am, this is on my list of things to read. I actually, um, one thing I would do want to mention too, was a book I just finished, which I thought was really, really good. I want to recommend it. Um, Hang on a second. I get the title here. Think like a street photographer, um, Matt Stewart. Oh, I don't yeah. know that book. No, I, I found it. Where did I find it? How did I find it? I have no idea how I found it, but I got a Kindle version of it. I didn't buy the book book. Uh, it's it's a relatively new book. Matt Stewart talking about his, like talking about street photography process. Uh, and it's very, very insightful. I mean, if you know Matt Stewart's work, it's kind of this, I don't know how you describe it. How would you describe it? I mean, it's like crazy. He, he captures the most crazy street subjects, serendipitous, um, weird yeah. combinations of things. I mean, just to the audience, just go to Matt. If you don't know Matt Stewart, just go to either Magnum's website or go to his website. And it's a, is a, you just look at his photographs and you're just kind of like, how did he get that? This book, he writes about how he got those shots. Uh, and, and it's sort of like showing the, the magic behind the curtain. If there's, and there's not really magic behind there. It's, it's a guy who works really hard with right. his camera and is very observant in the world. Um, it's a, it's a quick read. Um, like his subject, his, his titles are, let me go through some of the, the chapters here. Uh, strange, but true. You wouldn't believe it. Um, be a fortune teller, see the future before it happens. Uh, to speak or not to speak, knowing when to engage your subject. Ten points for a pipe. Looking for certain objects and gestures. Uh, ha ha bonk. Jokes in juxtapositions. And it goes on like that. Uh, and it's, it's a short book. It's about you know 125 pages. I went through it pretty quickly. But it was one of these really interesting get into the mind of some. Uh, I really like his work and get into the mind of uh, someone like Matt Stewart and hear what's going on in the process. And uh you know, I, after I read it, I thought, oh, well, I, you know, maybe I can capture pictures like him at some point. <laughs> That'd be cool. You know his work, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I haven't seen as much of it as you have, though. I've just seen, you know, what comes up on the uh, on the Instagram stream from, from Magnum. Every now and then he comes into rotation, but mm -hmm. no, I've seen some of the his, his juxtapositions and his time sings really well. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I use his pictures as an example in my street photography class. He's one of the one of the photographers that I, I show them and say inspirational. But I always I always tell the students, like, you see his work and you're going to start to think that, you know, how is he getting this stuff? Is it luck or something like that? And I said, it's never luck. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you're making your own things. You're just in the right place at the right time. But I always point out one picture this is a really funny picture he's got of a bunch of people on a busy uh commercial street in london and they're they're looking towards him or and and they're also looking towards the sun and there's an older guy and he's got his hand up to block the sun 
and there's something very strange going on with his nose. And and I always say, oh. <laughs> do you know that picture? No, no. No, but they so so his nose looks like it it it's a very strange looking nose. It looks people say it looks like a pickle. I'm like what's going on with his nose? And I have the, I won't give it away. I just let, I I try to have the students figure out what's going on in this picture. And then I say look at it further. There's other things in the picture because everybody there's all these little faces of people and and that photograph resembles or the location resembles a place that's not too far away from where the classroom is. It's called Fulton oh. Street, which is also a very uh on its busy days is a very big shopping um street just like that. In fact, it looks pretty much like this Matt Stewart picture. And and my my goal is to sort of show the, you know, pay attention, really like look at what's going on and try to look beyond just the obvious and stuff like that. So uh, I would recommend this Matt Stewart book uh, okay. for sure. Um, and maybe last but not least, because I was looking at the time. I, was uh, I did, did I look at that, get this? Uh, I bought a, a book. I don't, my first book on Helen Levitt uh, called One, Two, Three More. And it was, um, these were a lot of the pictures that she had on, on a show, in a solo show at the Museum of Modern Art in 1943. And so. She's 30s and 40s street photography and some architectural shot from the street, right? Yeah, yeah. So she was born in Brooklyn in 1913. Uh, I was reading like the, the circles of people that she knew. And back then, everybody knew each other. Yeah. The industry mm -hmm. was small. Did you know she went to she went to uh, Mexico because of uh, pictures that Brisson took? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. No, I heard I knew I knew that there was a little. It was just one of those documentaries it was on was talking about uh, about photographers and how they sort of knew each other and they went on trips and Tina Modotti and that whole kind of Mexican uh, grouping. There was, uh, yeah, there's there's quite a little bit, little bit of history there. Yeah, I don't know all those combination things. It's really kind of fun to discover, like, oh, this photographer knew that photographer, but also it's not hard to imagine because the photography world was really small-ish mm -hmm. back then, right? And so, and a lot of them circ circulated around New York, right? New York was a, a central point. But anyway, that was fun to learn. Anyway, this this picture, this book is pictures of um just different parts of new york city uh she did well the show is in 1943 yeah uh, levitt's first major museum exhibition was at the museum of modern art in 1943 wow like in the middle of the war mm. it's interesting that people would be uh going to a museum in the middle of the war anyway it's written by jeff dyer uh d-y-e-r He's um, critic and yeah. Yeah. I haven't read the intro yet. Uh, the intro, it's not a, there's, there's like one essay in it, but the whole book is just her pictures. Um, nicely printed, uh, nicely sized. This is a small book, but if you want to see, you know, go back and, and see some really interesting pictures of New York city and Brooklyn, uh, in the forties, uh, in the th maybe late thirties as well. Uh, I would pick this book up. It was it was my first book. I'd like to, I'd like to do a. We haven't done a show about her. Um, no, some no, some point I would like to do a show. On great, she's Levitt. got humor in her work too. That's just great. yeah yeah. And the one little story that I know it wasn't she. She was also uh, Walker Evans Beard when oh. he was riding the subway doing his subway shots. But I think that she would just be with him so that he didn't look like some weirdo walking around with a, you know, a trench coat on and something like that. And he's got a picture of her as well um, on the subway. She's, it's a, see if I can find that one. It's a shot. She's, she's got a very distinctive look where she's got this hat on and stuff like that. And I was like, and it was one of those secret pictures of Walker Evans. But anyway, so that's my, that's my, that's my talk today. I, I actually have a few more, but I'm, I've been talking too much. from book to book like yes. as a nice segue yes let's talk about your book and then what you're going to be doing but i want to hear about your uh your rodeo book again so but the rodeo book that that we keep talking about on here that mark ryerson and i created for the Hills lake stampede um called between dust and stop between dust and sky 
between Dustin's thigh, eye injury. No, um, sorry. Uh, we sold our last copy from our inventory, so we are officially out of stock. Congratulations. Hopefully not out of print, but certainly out of stock. So, um, And I have to thank this show to a certain extent, or to a large extent, actually, for really? helping move. Yeah, I think that these last few, this last few half dozen went out here in, in not not too sh not too long a period of time. So I thank you very much, and Mark and I thank you a lot um, for yeah, your Yeah, thank you, everybody. And, That's uh, great. Yeah, it's great. So we we scaled the project pretty well. I mean, it took what six years to sell out the uh, the original first edition, first printing. So whether or not we'll do another large printing, I don't really see that happening. But uh, we'll see what we can do with the publisher, with the printer, and if we can get some kind of reasonable deal maybe i'll just you know order a few on hand but there's nothing written yet i have mm -hmm. you know no yeah, idea where yeah. things are going to go in small quantities it's very expensive to produce so and even i wouldn't buy them you know i copy for myself <laughs> so. i hoarded my little water damaged one here that i have in my desk here when i'm you know waiting for some computer job to finish i'll thumb through it or whatever well you gave me a copy i Appreciate that. So now I have yeah. one of the first yeah. editions. You have one of the first editions. Yes, we called it. Although Daniel I for, Lake forgot Mission. to get you to sign it, but then it wouldn't well, have just been I, you. And you need you and Mark. Yeah, to well, it is. They are signed. All the, I think they're. That one is signed. That I think it has both our signatures in it. It should. Oh. Just our signatures. Not okay, not I'll dedication. Look, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, I like you were dedication. kind of fishing for a dedication too, but I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes when you get my book, I'm really good at that. Like. Hope you like the book, Antonio. Oh, that's not how you spell Antonio. <laughs> and I'll scratch it out. So, you know, I'm oh, terrible okay. with that. Check. I'll have to check. I thought I, I think didn't... I think we signed the we signed All right, well, the, most of these last. I know the last one that went out was signed. The last half dozen went out were signed. So well, good. That's such a great, you know, successful even you know uh, run of of something that you guys did pretty much for the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, haven't done anyway, I haven't done anything since. And Mark did a book about, excuse me, May I, which was a book of his street work. Mm -hmm. uh, he did that before we did this. So, yeah, that's all very cool. And it's worth doing, you know, because you're kind of living a dream of to see your book up on a, you know, on the camera store bookshelf alongside, yeah, you yeah. know, other, um, uh, who was the photographer that I was beside that I noticed, um, uh, Parr, uh, the Englishman. Um, Martin? Martin Parr, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> His book was beside mine on the bookshelf. I said, hey, you know, I'll take that. <laughs> Mark and I will take that for sure. He's colored. We're black and white. It's all good. That's, it's all good. Yeah. So well, that's good news. Fantastic. Yeah. So so that was one thing. And the other thing I wanted to talk about um, while where, where we're looking around for subjects is um, one of the reasons why we're recording early is because I'm going to be working in the evenings after work and into the into the night uh, at our local our local fair, which is the Calgary Stampede, which is happens to have a rodeo in it too. Though I won't be attending the rodeo. Um, they have a big midway. It's like a state fair, um, like a big state fair, and uh, you know hundreds of thousands of people on the grounds, and I would just like to walk up and down and do my street work. I've been doing that since 2014. Oh, really? That... So this will be, what will this be? This will be the 10th actual or 9th actual year of doing that. So it's my longest running street project. I'm, I have no designs on creating any any midway specific book or folio or anything like that. It's just the... It's it's the most concentrated work that I do year to year to year that mm -hmm. I really enjoy, and keeping your you know working on keeping your eye up and and doing a lot of walking and watching your energy and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how I prepare for it now that I've done it for so many years in a row, and maybe there maybe people might be interested in hearing. Well, I'm how interested. You, how yeah. you prepare for, and how I prepared for the New York trip. It was very similar. My experience working at the Calgary Stampede stood me in good stead 
um, for when I was walking walking around New York. You mean you didn't hear me complain very much about I brought too much equipment or I brought too little or anything really settled mm, in. No, not at right? all. Right, I would just was just like, uh, and the whole point of the preparation is so that all you're doing there uh, is doing the actual work, concentrating on what you're looking at and shooting, making sure your camera's in the right mode and all that kind of stuff. And so that you don't have anything else on your mind. Um, and, and part of that is you, 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 you have to, you have to dedicate yourself to being able to concentrate for that long period of time and do what you do, what you want to do to produce the best work you can in the short time that you have there. And, I, I imagine uh, like a full day is going to tire you out too. Cause all yeah. So I start about yeah. five thirty or six in the evening, work till midnight or whatever. When I run out of gas, sometimes it's, I want to wait till after sunset. Um, ISO goes up on the, on the camera. Uh, then you're looking for places and people that are lit in interesting ways from the side, from the top floodlights on the outside of the, you know the concessions and the and the games, right? Um, the carnies, you know, the crazy craziness. Uh, people watching the fireworks, as fireworks are every night, um, and you can see much of it from the midway. What uh, what is the midway? What do you, what does that mean? Oh, midway is the fairground. So where all okay. the carnies are with. I'm a the, city boy, so I don't know. No. Okay. Oh no, I thought I thought that was a that was a, a term that. It might be, uh, but I don't know it. So yeah. Coney, we'd call Coney Island a midway would be oh. where all the amusements and the rides okay. and where the people walk up and down on the boardwalk in, in our parlance, it's, it's basically a parking lot for the hockey rink for the Calgary flames. Gotcha. <laughs> so okay. it's a parking, a giant parking lot. And during the stampede, uh, fair, it is a, uh, it's the fairground. So. You walk up and down, and it's I don't know, it's quarter of a mile, maybe a bit longer, three eighths of a mile from one end to the other, and it's quite wide. And there's a little kitty section, and there's uh, places. There's um, a couple of stages. There's one closed-in stage called Nashville North, where they have pretty bona fide artists playing in there, and it's free. You just have to stand in line to see them, and you know, buy your booze, and you can watch your uh, you know, watch your, your favorite country stars there. And there's also a, a stage sort of in the open. You can sort of walk by it and they have rappers and other country acts and rock acts that come and you can just stand and take that in and you don't have to pay anything. It comes with your, uh, comes with your admission. So there's, and there's people who, you know, dress up like cowboys and, um, that, and I, I don't cause <laughs> my cousins are actually cowboys and I don't want to wear a uniform that I'm not entitled to wear. <laughs> so I'm not a cowboy person. So I honor them by not sullying their, uh, you know, their lifestyle by making me walk in, in heels and, uh, and wearing a cowboy hat that I can't afford. So, so I'll just, I'll just yeah. be the photo nerd. Good. Anyway, so I do this. Uh, it's great. Uh, there's a lot of instant gratification shooting there. Uh, I don't mind telling you that I chimp and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I have a whole process around it. Sometimes I call in the camera. If I think I'm running out of space. You know, there's all these different things. But the point of what I'm trying to say here is uh, the preparation. So, um, you know, the, everything's charged. I have my extra batteries. I bring a... Uh, a little power station, a little 30,000, uh, um, you know, multi-amp mm -hmm. hour or milliamp hour power station so I can charge cameras if I need to or charge my phone even. Um, I go to a smaller bag. I have the big bag that I was carrying around in New York, which was fine because I was fine with the number of lenses that I want wanted to take because I wasn't absolutely sure. So I think I took five. I only ended up using two or three in uh, in new york but here i will only use three lenses mm -hmm. the 16 the 23 and the 50 there's no need to and two cameras right this and two, two cameras, cameras yeah so yeah. one will have the 23 the other one will have the 50 and then the one has a 50 i'll trade up and use the 16 which rarely rarely uses 16 but it's there if i need it um so i i have all that ready to go i i make some mental notes in my head about 
you know, where the sun's going to be, if I'm going to be, uh, when I'm doing these, I call it running the gauntlet, which is the most congested part of the, it's kind of an east-west run. I start from the west and it's around sunset and I will go, everyone's kind of facing into the sun and there'll be people, it could be glare, it could be a beautiful sunset, you don't know. Uh, but there's people kind of squinting and looking and they're lit from the front and I'm walking mm -hmm. toward them. And so I will go back and forth and I'll do that five or six times over the sunset out, you know, whatever you want to call it, the golden hour or so You're very methodical before. about this. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's a big concentration of people. It's the closest I have to walking in Manhattan street. I'm sorry. That's, you know, that's okay. I have to go back and forth. <laughs> I have to go back and forth. It's like, okay, made it to the kitty place. I have to go around and try it again. Um, and so you have people that are, um, and it's funny because it's where you can go to one of the stages where it used to be. So people were on a mission to get there. Uh, it's also on the way to the exit. So you have people that are a little bit tired. They just want to get out of there or families with kids who just want to get out of there. So they'll go storming along this, this part of the, uh, part of the grounds as well. Um, and then just catch people kind of in repose or resting or recuperating from rides or all the things that, that people do on a fairground. And, um, you know, sometimes we were talking in the last, um, the last podcast about hunters and fishermen, right? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're going out and poking around or you're, you're waiting. Um, I do both. So doing, running the gauntlet, as I call it, is the hunting part. And then the fishing part where I'm standing in a pool and watching the people come by, watching the trout feed. Um, that's, uh, that's close to the rides where people are coming off and groups of young people are meeting and commiserating and walking around with giant stuffed animals and that sort of thing. So there's plenty of opportunity to, uh, to capture them in there. And they're pretty oblivious to a camera as, especially as it gets darker. Some of my favorite images of the last few years have been, I've been, I've shot them at night where even if I was standing beside them, they wouldn't notice that I had a camera. They were lit and I was not. So, so you you're, you're going, of, you're going at what time starting this sunset? I started about five thirty. Well, I started five thirty in the afternoon. Sunset really isn't until 10. Oh, oh, right. Sorry. So, okay. yeah. Oh, so, so you've got a long time with actual sunlight. So you're, with sunlight. Yeah. And it's now what I understand from the weather forecast is it's going to be mostly cloudy through the weekend. That's fine. Um, you know, the, if it's not too hot, you know, you'll have a lot of people there as long as it's not raining or storming or whatever. Uh, it'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's basically what goes on. So there's there's a method actually working. And, and the prep right now, because I've got some logistics uh, and, and around work. So I'm on call this weekend, which means I have to be half an hour, 45 minutes away from a computer. So mm. uh, the Stampede Grounds are not too far from downtown. It's just... Uh, three-stop train ride back to close to my office. So if I get a call, I can get on the train right away and I can be in my office in less than half an hour and deal with uh, some issues and then, you know, go back, whatever. So uh, everything's, uh, I, I you know, I've got my badge, my, uh, you know, my prox card to get back into my office mm -hmm. and so on. Um, my wife's going to be with me for much of the week uh, because she's usually off at some, at a, that's some always dismissive. She's off at the this drunken I call it a drunken barn dance. She likes to go to country music festivals, the one that she <laughs> usually goes to. Hey now. Uh, she's not she stopped going to it. She's going to a different one now in August. Yeah. So she's for and she hasn't been around during Stampede we uh, on Stampede Week for years. So this will be her first Stampede in a long time. And how so, many days you're gonna go all together? I'm gonna try to go every night. So there is what they call sneak a peek tonight, which is the ride operations are going, but there's no mm -hmm. concession or anything. So kids go in there and teenagers can go in there and ride rides um, tonight. And then tomorrow morning is the parade, is a stampede parade. So we have uh, like a parade marshal. And I've forgotten who the parade marshal is this year. They usually invite somebody from, it can be a member of the royal family. It can be uh, someone in, it's usually somebody in entertainment. Mm. Um, like they're trying to get, um, because they'd shot the last of us here a couple of years ago, they're trying to get, uh, Pedro Pascal and, and I'm sure he'll, he'll love to come back. I understand he really liked it here, but, um, I forget who the grand marshal of the parade is, but they, they invite somebody 
to, to be the grand marshal. And then, uh, so that's the morning. So basically the productivity downtown for this big parade, you know, all the companies that are downtown, there's pretty much nothing going on yeah. work-wise, productivity-wise in the morning. I heard, I've heard on several occasions that the Calgary Stampede is like Mardi Gras for, um, for cowboys. <laughs> Maybe that's a good way to think of it. So answer my question. You forgot how many days you're going all together. Okay. So, yeah. So Friday tomorrow, and I will try to go every night until next Sunday. So, so it's a days. whole week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're so, going to shoot a ton of pictures. Yeah. So, yeah. But I get more discriminating. I think New York taught me a lot in terms of uh, mm. economy. Mm-hmm. And um, so it'd be interesting. And I look back at my old Stampede pictures and I compare it to my New York pictures and I go, okay, so I can pile on a little bit of the experience I had in New York about lying in wait a little more than just shooting what I think are interesting people. They're not in interesting juxtapositions. New York taught me a lot about just wait, just, you know, something will come. And if it doesn't, then you can move on. It's not like you're trying to cover everything. And I, I keep forgetting that I'm there for eight or nine nights in a row. Yeah, so, yeah, you'll be able to get. So I'll be able to get what I want, afternoons yeah. and evenings. So. Yeah. So yeah, and, so and you're and you're you're like you said you're being more discerning about shooting, so you're not necessarily you know you're not going to come out with you know, thousands of pictures. You're going to just be targeted. Yeah, it'll, and, it'll be a few hundred. It'll be it'll yeah. be a reasonable amount. Yeah, something that won't be overwhelming to to edit later the next week, for instance. Right. Like right. I won't. I will be way because I still go to work. I still get off the train at six thirty in the morning, and then I'm going to be you know done at you know, midnight or 11, 11 at night. So it's kind of a long, a kind of a long week, but you know, I nap a little bit on the train and then I go straight to bed. <laughs> so by the time we publish a show, you'll still be going. You'll, That's you'll, right. You'll be at near, probably near towards the end of it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So we'll have to then check in. I think on the next episode, I'd like to hear how, how, how it went, how things went. Okay. So another thing too was, uh, a new, so two new things are happening this year, the experience of the New York trip and the, uh, the journal. So oh, okay. if yeah. I can, I don't think I'll carry the journal with me cause the bag I'm taking won't really allow me to fit it in. Um, but I will try to make a point of just scra scraping down some notes from the day of what I've learned and that sort of thing. Um, the feeling of what's going on. Yeah, I'm actually going to be really curious about that. I'd like you to share that. I mean, I might I might poke you before the next show to ask you about your journal because I'm sure. also journaling, but I'm really your your process in this is really interesting to me. So, um whatever you end up well, doing Well, how so? I'm I'm interested. Well, like, because well, why I, is it interesting? I feel like I'm making more of a journal journal. Like I like I I don't do this that often and I don't write that much. I don't think of my photographs in the way that you do, which is, I think why I think we work so well together on the show. So we're both coming at photography from different places. And I sort of have this selfishness that I wanted you, like, I want to learn from you. Like, I want to learn how you think about your own pictures because you're very introspective and uh, reflecting on your own work. And that's something I want to do more of and better of. And so well, anytime, because right, I was showing you pictures after the show last week, you're very interested in these misses that I had, right? pictures that were close like that i shot yeah. at at, at handhelds yeah. that were sort of representative of the direction i want to go like that so is that what you're talking about so well, there were pictures that i had that were sort of like not necessarily I specifics do... not okay no not specifics i mean this whole idea again once we once we started talking about journaling and stuff like that you know and i and i feel that mine fine I, i'm not criticizing me i'm just doing my, what i think i'm doing but yeah. overall always with your pictures and the way you think about your own photography has always interested me in general. Oh, okay. and, and now you're adding this, you're adding this journal part of it to sort of write down your thoughts and ideas and whatever you're going to, whatever you're saying about that. And like that, I'm really curious about, like, I want to sort of get into your mind a little bit. Okay. Um, I would too, because I'm not sure, like I, I, I was, I'm not trepidatious, but I'm not sure of the value of it yet. Um, Right, but don't figure that out yet. Like that's like no, I know, I know I mean, but it's like sort of you, like it's like if you think about your pictures that way, you wouldn't be taking any pictures, right? Like, what are the value yeah. of my pictures? Well, I'm not going to take pictures because it's not valuable. Yeah. I've done that, and you don't want to do that. Think of your journal in the same way. Just don't 
you know, I I want you to write in your journal because I want to I want to I like I said I want to glean some stuff from you. I know whatever you're willing to share. I don't need to. Oh share no, it, I can but, share all of it. I, I it's. But you, you know, do you get what I'm saying? To like, me, it some, might be interesting to somebody else. So. Yeah, it's just, and um, I'm just sort of I'm just doing it, and and my process is just the way I think about it, and it doesn't really occur to me that it might be. I would want it to be interesting to somebody else, but I don't know that it's. Well, it's not I think it's supposed to be. No, it's not supposed to be, but I think I think it's a part of you and how you're thinking about your work altogether. It's one of the aspects okay. of your reflection on your own photography, and that is something that I still think uh, for me I need work on or I want to work on more. And I think I can learn a lot from you, including, you know, you know, what you write in your journal or whatever you talk about your own pictures or, or whatever. There's stuff that you, you know, that I want to get from you. And that's like sort of a selfish thing, but that's fine. You know, it's okay. like, you know, and so like, I'm really, really excited. You're going to you're going to write in your journal. You're going to do something in your journal. You're scratching your nose. Like, okay, well, like, I'm really curious about that. Okay. Um, it's just, it's, we, we're, um, we, 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 both of us come at photography and from different places. Uh, and I think that's what, why we work together on the show. So well, we, we complement each other well and yeah. we cover well, different You kind bases. of lived a photographic life that I had sort of fantasized about as a kid, right? Being in New York, going to see these show, these, um, you know, these, these exhibits and so on. And, and me looking at pictures of New York and where, you know, where things happened and the history and all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating. And that you were, you're walking in those circles, um, you know, how, well at the tail end of, 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 you know, the Madison Avenue and the, and the photo district and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, half a generation removed from all that really cool mm -hmm. mid-century stuff that that we're both drool over. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you, for me, you're kind of living that history. So I lived that history. So for me, you offer that up and that you know an accent and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> okay. it's all it's all good. All right. So. Uh, any last preps that you want to? go nope. into or no? uh no i'm just gonna it was just gonna say because we, we kind of got off the topic topic about prep but um do what you need to do um so that uh you can concentrate completely on shooting and doing nothing else if you really want your pictures to be good and if they suck that's fine um they suck less actually because you did put the effort in think of it that way hmm try to look through your like i like to chimp because i want to see what kind of mistakes i made whether or not you you upload them to the computer just take a quick look through like sometimes i just riffle through them you know and why and it's kind of funny it's like a little bit of an animation that goes through in the back of the camera right right yeah, you know? yeah and just kind of get a feeling for am i going the right direction or not and make your adjustments if there yeah. are any to make if you don't know what you're doing pick something i'm going to take pictures of groups of people of two or more i'm going to take pictures of singles of individual pictures i'm going to take pictures of people on the rides devote an hour or two hours or a day you know at your state fair or whatever it is to do that to concentrate on a subject learn something from it i like it i don't like it i like oh i like this aspect of it look for something that you want to do don't be obsessed with the stuff that doesn't work and that you don't like. Give yourself a reason to keep doing it and stay motivated. Um, if you if you get tired, sit down, have your lemonade, whatever, mm -hmm. and then wait until you get motivated again. There's nothing saying that you have to be hoofing it the whole time. Relax, you know. You Be careful of your energy, particularly if you're on a long haul like I am and uh, with this. Uh, you know, day after day after day. And there's all, I always get interesting pictures out of it. I'll probably get, you know, a dozen or so pictures out of that are worth posting to social media over the week. And that's a good, I think that's a good hit rate for cool. street work. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, I would add 
for you, Ward, is like, I know you're saying you're not thinking about doing something with this, but, but, you know, why wouldn't you want to print a zine or a book just for yourself? You know, I mean, just so that you, something that you have as a, as a, especially you've been doing this for so long. Like you like to even thumb, you were saying you were before you were liking to thumb through your, uh, your, your book with um, the rodeo book, you know, yeah. you have it well worn. And so why wouldn't you just drop, you know, few dozen pictures into a into a blurb book or something like that to have so you can thumb through doesn't have to go it doesn't have to be shown to everybody right you know so so i keep that in mind i'm ever since Uh, maybe that'll you know what that's a good idea for uh if when we do another printing what to (laughs) take uh, pictures of if you can't have the rodeo book have the pictures of people who are at the rodeo (laughs) (laughs) stampede heads yeah all right cool So anyway, that's basically all I had. That's all I had to say. Well, that's a a lot. And good luck with this. Um, You know, uh, I am looking forward to seeing the pictures. Uh, We'll have to report in at the end of July. Uh, Mm -hmm. Please. And uh, share. I don't know if I'll be able to see. You'll have to share the, some of the pictures in in our oh, yeah. in our in our uh, unusual collective group. So because I'm not on Instagram, I still haven't gotten back on yet. So which means I can't join the other thing that they just started. But I don't want to get into that. Oh, okay, well, I won't even mention it. Yeah, don't mention it. Uh, alrighty. So uh, where are we going to be able to find you in this world? Uh, I don't have my, my thing in front of me. Um, um, so why don't you get it and then I'll, I'll pause and we'll start that over again. Is it in the notes? <laughs> well, just go to, go to last week's notes. Last time. notes. Do you have access to that? I, I do, but I don't remember where it is here. I could send you a link. Yeah. If you don't mind. Sorry. Hang on. Uh, where do you want it? In. Uh, you can put you can put it in the chat in Zoom actually, or or in Street Shots maybe in the. Here I'm doing it in Zoom. Chat for. Chat chat chat. Give me the chat. Got it. There's a link. I know what I was thinking here. So where you can find me. Let me start start that again. So so I have something to work into. So after all that, where are we going to be able to find you in this wonderful world? You can find me on Vero and Twitter at at, uh, at WRosinPhoto. Find me on Instagram at uh, WardRosinFineArt. I'm uh, Facebook. uh, I'm Facebook. On Facebook, you can find me at WardRosinPhotography or just WardRosinPhoto. I have the website um, where I guess I'm just selling fine prints now because the book is sold out. <laughs> That's at rosin.ca. And our unofficial sponsor. Unofficial sponsor. Is Ornis Photo. That's O-R-N-I-S dot photo. And uh, where I sell uh, adapters for Sony and uh, Fuji X cameras, as well as 7R design lenses for those same mounts. Lots of lenses. Lots of lenses. Many yes. lenses, yeah. And uh, you can find me on Vero, Twitter, and Flickr at AM Rosario. My website is amrosario.com. Facebook. Yes, we are on Facebook. Uh, Rosario Photo on Facebook. Um, our Street Shots website is streetshots.photography. And we do have a Facebook page, Street Shots Podcast. And if you please leave us a voicemail, this is where you could leave us a voicemail. If you want to, you know, photographers you would like us to talk about or books that you'd like us to read or discuss, uh, go to speakpipe.com slash street shots. So speakpipe, speakpipe.com. It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Speakpipe.com slash street shots. And uh, if you want to support the show in any way, um, I'm soon. Gonna, I think I'm going to set up a Patreon account at some point, which is what everybody does. But for now, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com/antonio-rosario. We don't have a we don't have a uh, an account there under our name, which is under my name. But I'm the producer of the show, so I get to <laughs> I get to the, all blessings but, are yours. Yes, but anyway, so um, yeah. Well, we ended up chatting. I hope you guys enjoyed this, and uh, yeah, reach out to us. I'd like to hear from you guys, and 
what else we'll see you uh we'll see everybody at the end of july hope that it wasn't too sticky and, and nasty out for those people in the northern hemisphere uh going through summer now so try to stay cool all right you too board have a good night you too there's a bio plant that you can take a tour of on on valentine's day i mean they open it up on valentine's day so that so that you can bring your special someone to go see how uh biofuel is made and 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 so you're standing there watching biodegradable disgusting mess turn into biofuel and and then you can propose to your special one there <laughs> It's a hippie thing, I guess. I, I don't. Know. I have no idea. They they have these things. They call them the eggs. The the maybe that's why. Well, they these giant things that they store something in, whether it's the okay. fuel or the mess, and they're called the eggs. Okay, they're uh, what do they call them? A gest, not gestator. Uh, there's a name for them. Yeah, something. I know like what that. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're shaped like giant eggs. So maybe next time you come to town, we could take a tour of that. Sure, just not on Valentine's Day. That's <laughs> and I won't. I like you, you, but you're not my type. <laughs>